everyone. Welcome back to the Dwellings Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Ocarmo. And I'm Talitha Piper-Moore. And we're here on another, our third episode of our series called It's All on the Table. And today's topic um, for conversation is purity culture, which is a really big topic. (laughs) It's seriously, it's, it's a big one. And it's very relevant to the church's kind of groups, circles of today. And um, so we have a few questions that uh, Talith and I have been kind of thinking through um, that obviously are, we'll do our best to answer them and to talk about it, but it's a big topic. And um, so, you know, we'll just see what we can get to and uh, it'll be a, a neat discussion. So, um, yeah. So our first question right off is, what do we mean by purity culture? So Ooh. what are your thoughts? Um, mm, uh, first of all, a lot of flashbacks are coming into my head right now. Uh, <laughs> not altogether good flashbacks. Um, mm. <laughs> both Elizabeth and I grew up in the church and I'm a pastor's kid. So of course, like all the purity culture books ever ended up on my bookshelf, whether I picked them or somebody (laughs) gave them to me. Um, And so I guess for me, like purity culture, like I feel like there's no like good, like general, you know, definition that covers it all. But I think for me, it's just kind of like, you know, the whole idea that, um, I don't know, that just, it almost feels like a lot of a lot of it is like an overstepping but I don't think not everybody um in purity culture in the past or present um have overstepped with it but Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like this like taking you know something like modesty or as women we should cover up we shouldn't you know cause our brothers to stumble and and or or other things um but just like taking it yeah. to like an extreme of just um I don't know just like it's almost like at least for at least as a woman it, it felt like it was a lot of it was my fault um mm-hmm. if if I did something that was not uh that was kind of in breach of like this purity culture of just you know covering up and never mm-hmm. letting my stomach show never you know, making sure if I'm going to wear leggings, I'm going to wear a dress, you know, um, just not, you know, if I'm friends with a, um, you know, a guy like, okay, we're never alone. And, and, you know, and a lot of those like Mm -hmm. quote unquote rules, like I think are not bad rules, you know, I think you should be like, if you're 16, like, I don't think you should spend an enormous amount of time alone with a guy, um, right. you know, like, I think you should be above reproach and all that. But I think the problem with a lot of purity culture and a lot of those books from, um, you know, nineties forward, early two mm-hmm. thousands, um, that you and I read and consumed and all that was just this like over extension of good things and good boundaries, but like this gosh, maybe you're in sin if you, you know, happen to stay too long in the room with this guy, even though you didn't mean to, but you're in, you know, there, you know, like, it's just like, I, it's Mm -hmm. it's even hard to explain for me, like, but it's like, I have this like 
visceral reaction. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, and I don't like that I have that, you know, as a whole, because I think, again, as we've talked, you know, it's so complicated and there are mm-hmm. good things, I think, that you can find and learn from in purity culture. And mm. I believe God can use everything, but I've mostly seen incredible hurt for men and women alike. And mm. it continued into relation, good relationships where, you know, they're not um, outrightly, you know, or they, they are outrightly trying to be above reproach yeah. and honor each other, respect one another um, and follow God in their relationship. But it like causes this like fear and this right almost sometimes slipping into legalism because of the rules you know Mm. so Mm. yeah I like don't I can't even like fully describe I feel like and like be like yeah this is the Webster definition of this (laughs) like but you know I think it's just like you said like it's it's a big weighty and complicated issue and maybe we'll never be able to actually adequately describe what it is (laughs) Yeah, I, I know. I get you. But yeah, do you have anything to add to that? Or um... I mean, honestly, I have the only like thing that came to mind as you were just talking was just that, you know, when it comes to like the beginnings of the ideas of like, you know, purity culture, like you said, like when those books first came out, you know, I think right. that maybe it's hard because I think that the intentions were all in the right place, but I think right, maybe... Right maybe that, you know, anything that is good, we live in a fallen world and people are going to twist it into what they want and just continue down the road of, you know, I mean, even it's, you know, even in the Bible, you got people who, you know, were reading the old Testament, but then they became so like enmeshed in it and became so immersed in like thinking about overthinking it that then they turned into Pharisees and they're thinking legally, you know, so much legalism and, and rules. I think that's what, you know, right. And now it's, it's just the repercussions of it have been right. Hard. Enormous. (laughs) Anyway. Um, but then that kind of leads us into just the next question, which is, um, how has this purity culture affected us individually and why has it affected us? So yeah, Mm, you go first, go for it. I gotta think. Yeah. You, (laughs) Oh, brother. Okay, here we go. Well, okay. So as far as uh, for me, um, like Talitha said, we both grew up in, you know, um, church together and, you know, similar uh, youth group kind of styles and everything. And um, again, not anyone's intention. Uh, However, there was a lot of focus growing up on just maintaining your purity and uh, being very, very careful about being even friends with um, the opposite sex. It was a bad thing to want to, you know, even just simple things like, you know, there was a nervous feeling about holding hands or hugging or doing that kind of thing. And so for me, when I turned 18 and met, you know, my, my husband now, um, I was very unsure if I was sinning, if I wanted to hold his hand or if I wanted to give him a hug or if I wanted to give him a kiss or anything Mm. like that. I I was very, very nervous and certain things that I feel like 
I would have loved to be a little bit more relaxed on. Um, they weren't very relaxing to begin with. It was, it was more of a stressful thing. Granted, I understand that a lot of people have different perspectives and, and worldviews on that. And, you know, I respect those things. You know, I'm, it's not saying one, one size fits all, but what I don't want to have happen is for there to be the legalistic part. And especially it's supposed to be fun. Right. <laughs> and right. God has created, he's created those things like holding hands and he's created them for good especially in leading to marriage and especially the beauty of intimacy in marriage granted there is also the line that is before marriage and after marriage and you do want to be respectful of that line but like for me I I knew the boundaries and yet at the same time I was always worried like oh no I held his hand oh you know and that just and that's affected me even into my marriage, which is, you know, something that I'm constantly struggling for. I, I want so badly to show the love that I have inside, you know, to be affectionate more and to like, you know, hold his hand and, and show that affection more forward, you know, my initiative. Right. But right. it's hard for me because subconsciously, I, I just always kind of have it in the back of my mind that, oh, maybe that's wrong or maybe I'm doing something wrong because for so long, I was kind of taught that those things weren't good right? and then got married and it's all of a sudden like, go for it. And I mean, right, right. It's confusing. it is a little bit confusing. And I would say that it's, it wasn't, you know, my parents did a fantastic job of telling me everything. They, you know, right. taught me all about the beauties of marriage and, and all of those things. And when I did get into a relationship, it was my mom who would like, you know, follow me in the house after a date. And she'd be like, so did you hold his hand? You know, did you, you know, <laughs> and it was so sweet. Cause I just felt so like, oh, she trusts me and she doesn't think it's bad. In fact, she's telling me that it's a good thing as long as I know my boundaries, which is a great thing as a parent. I mean, my goodness, I hope I'm, I want to be like that. I want to be able mm. to trust my children to just be like, you know what? I've raised them and this is a fun season for them and let them enjoy it hmm. in their proper boundaries, you know? Right. Right. Um, so I would say that really where that purity culture came from was primarily books and, mm-hmm. um, reading them within sometimes the confines of church, um, which again was not necessarily their intention, but it was definitely the byproduct of it. Hmm. And, um, so yeah, I mean, like that's kind of what is, what, what my story has been with it. It's, a work in progress to this day, mm. you know? Right. Right. So yeah. What yeah. You, I would say, what do you have? I, I would say very similar. Like I remember, um, I don't, I'm not going to name the book because we're not, you know, on here to bash any of these writers and, um, any of that. So um, yeah, some people found these books very helpful and didn't, you know, have the kind of effects of them that, you know, we have had or others have had. So Again, not yeah. trying to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, say the name of um, this particular book, but I just remember like, it was like, you know, you got fired up like reading or I got fired up reading it. And this was, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was probably like 12 or 13. Cause that's kind of when you start to like <laughs> really develop your feelings for the opposite sex. And, you know, yeah. like, or at least that's, I guess when it happened for me and a lot of my friends, but mm-hmm. um and, and you're in like, you know, you know, youth group settings and hangouts with guys. And so you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, like he's cute, you know? Yeah. Um, and you sure. like talk about it with your friends who have sleepovers, talk about the cute boys, you know? 
like oh, yeah. church church girl stuff <laughs> yeah um, we didn't share stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah um and I just like remember like even just like that that book you know like when I would think about like let's say the cute guy it's like how I would think about it was just kind of like this immediate and you touched on this um but this immediate like jumping to marriage Mm-hmm. um you know and it's like obviously yeah like 13 years old like I don't need to be like immediately like jumping to oh when I get married um yeah you know with you know the cute boy whatever his name is you know in the youth mm-hmm. group uh yeah it's like I don't know you know and yeah. I didn't marry anybody from the youth group so it's like right. Uh, right or date anyone from the youth group but I think like that's like what was you know that was one of the aspects that I had to rewrite for myself when I got to college and started hanging out more with guys and like started to feel less guilty about it, even though I still felt some guilt, but, um, Mm -hmm. just like that instant, like either you're, you know, platonic friends, but still be careful. Like, don't, you know, do this, don't do that. Don't do this just in case, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, you like someone, but it's like immediately jump to that marriage point in your mind of kind of like mm-hmm. like you know I don't know it's just it's like hard to explain yeah because I it's agree like, again the books aren't like necessarily like trying to push to make like 13 year olds just think about marriage all the time but right. it's like this like they put so much weight into dating um or exactly. they turned it into courting and yeah you know, I have friends who you know were courted before they got married and it was a great experience and I have friends who had horrible experiences so it's like there's the whole gamut but like oh, yeah. it just it made me think that dating like it made me think and this is where it really came into play because I had two relationships before I met my husband and yep. after each of them ended it made me feel like I was so damaged for not ending mm. up with the first person that I dated and yeah. like that, like to me is like that took years to get over. You know, it yeah. took like yeah. years of just like and lots of conversations with my friends and my parents. Mm. And um I've even had conversations, I think, with um my husband about it and just like that whole process because like that's that's hard, you know, to like it is. You know, I didn't um I didn't you know, have premarital sex or anything like that. But mm-hmm. it's like, it almost was still treated as if I was by right. some people of just like, oh, like you had that breakup. Oh, you had another breakup. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like, it's like, yeah. and, and then again, you know, you know, I went on a couple dates, you know, in between relationships and like, mm-hmm. just for fun, just to see if there was, you know, chemistry and stuff like that. But even that, like, I had to talk myself into that a lot even though I wanted to go because again that like nagging feeling of like no it's not you know it's just like you just date you get married like that's how it goes like (laughs) you know like you be careful you don't date around because that's bad and like careful with your heart and like again like anything we're saying like we truly believe like yes be careful with your heart like like please you know yeah don't you know like it's like don't make stupid decisions but 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 also like like be careful you know with your heart and like um don't just go giving away pieces of it like yes like I agree with that basic message like a hundred percent but again like these books it's like with the talk of marriage and like this and that and like the boundaries and the rules it just felt like don't have you don't have fun um you're gonna get Mm -hmm. you know you're gonna 
court and then like you're gonna get married you're gonna marry the first person you date like it just felt like that yes what they were pushing and again like you know we don't know the hearts of these people that wrote these books and had Mm -hmm. these ideas and pushed these ideas and um you know like they again like like you said I really do think that it the stems of um or like the roots of purity culture Mm -hmm. um in and of themselves are a good thing like I think that you know like we don't want to just you know or like my parents and your parents didn't want to just like send us out in the world and just be like okay whatever you know like no like they wanted to protect us and protect our hearts and others Mm -hmm. you know in the church wanted to protect us and others and um like I think that's like the protection but I feel like sometimes that protection gets pushed to such a level that like now you're just putting up walls and like having fun is out of the question and you know like it's just it's just like you said it just turns into like this like legalistic like just rules and this and that and that's how Mm -hmm. it is and it's like it you know for even somebody who um like I didn't I wasn't like a mega rebel like I didn't really like quote-unquote go off the rails but I still Mm -hmm. struggle and still struggle or I still struggled and I still struggle to this day sometimes with the effects of purity culture and so it's like how much more with those who have a different past than I do and are now Mm. in the church yet Mm -hmm. like there are still like ideas of purity culture you know roaming around and um you know nobody's like seeking to like have conversation about it like you know we're having which I think is actually happening I think there's a lot of conversation of just kind of uncovering some stuff with purity culture which I'm so glad Mm. and having honest conversation um and I'm so glad because I just think like yeah there it needs to be talked about and again not talked about in a way that we bash people who you know wrote these words and have had these books out for years and years and years um or those who have taught conferences or lessons or Sunday school classes Mm -hmm. like no like we're not in the you know business of bashing people but I think it's okay to like kind of share our own like struggles through it and just in Mm -hmm. hopes of maybe you know somebody is listening today saying like oh I thought it was only me who struggled with this like I thought it was only me that had these questions or is still struggling with this today so yeah if if you're saying that you're not alone (laughs) yeah it's true yeah well that's really good um so then moving into just that third question, um, yeah. how does taking purity culture too far harm women in the church or can harm or can cause harm? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> you, how many, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Man. I, tell no, you. I think, I mean, I think like just piggybacking off of the, like talking about the last question, I think like we both, you know, alluded to it, like, it can bleed into your marriage, and yeah. your good marriage, like, exactly. <laughs> your good, you know, godly marriage with your godly husband, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it can, or, or spouse, you know, uh, I don't yeah. think really many men listen to this, so spouse, I'll say spouse, um, yeah, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I think, like, those ideas, gosh, like, it's, like, I was 13 when I was reading these books. I am almost 26. (laughs) Um, You know, that's a lot of time to try to process things and still not Mm -hmm. completely arrive at a 
conclusion or completely arrive at yeah. like, or like, I'm always uncovering things where I'm like, oh, I think that's why I am this way because right. of this in my past or this conversation yeah. I had or this book I read. Um, right. And so I think like the number one thing I think is just, it can bleed into good relationships and good marriages that there's not really an issue mm-hmm. like, but there almost is because you're having to, again, rewrite like what has been drilled into you, you know, for years or right. years ago. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. What would you say? Um, yeah, I would go right along with it, um, with what you're saying. Cause like, you know, I was thinking too, just with like, I don't know, even when it comes down to like, I mean, it's all on the table, right? intimacy and sex and marriage when it comes to like talking about that I don't know about you but like before I got married I remember you know it was one of those things that I knew I was like yep I mean I'm getting married so you know obviously but like at the same time it was something I just did not really want to talk about or think about I loved um you know the aspect of like I loved holding you know my at the time would have been my fiance's hand I loved right you know giving him a big hug I loved all of those things but I just did not want to think about what was going to come when I was married and so and even like premarital counseling you know just got me more nervous it was something that Mm. just it was so it would in my brain had been so taboo for so long that I just Mm. didn't even want to think about it but then it was literally like the week of my wedding. My mom is like, okay, this is, we, we're going to attack this head on. And I was like, mom, I don't want to. Okay. You know, whatever. So she like took me out for coffee and she sat me down and she goes, okay, we are going to talk about this and you are beautifully made. And your purity is something that you're not going to lose upon getting married. It is something that you are going to give to your husband and keep as long as you are married to him, because you are in being married to him and in the intimacy that is in marriage, you are, you are in the most pure thing that you could be part of. Like it's something Mm. that is so beautifully made by God for marriage that when you're, when you are married and engaging in it with your husband, it's something that is of the utmost purity. And so I think that purity, purity has been taken into this like negative concept of like, you know, something that, oh, well, I have to keep it because when I get married, it's just, I'm going to lose my, you know, it's going to be gone. I'll lose it. (laughs) And when you get married, you shouldn't have to lose something that's so special in terms of like, you know, you're getting something better. It's something beautiful. It's not something that should be connected with darkness and badness and grossness. Like that's not it at all. It's something so glorious and deep and beautiful that God made. So I would, you know, say that when it comes to purity culture in the church and something that can be so harmful is that if you, if you put too much negative, you know, talk on like sex and marriage and in general, it becomes either something that is so like taboo that, I mean, a lot of people, girls rebel and just go in anyway, you know, because it's like, well, you know, screw that or right. Or it's going to have the, you know, the other effect, which I had, which was that, oh my goodness, this is scary. I don't want Mm. this. This is not something that should be, you know, enjoyable to me because it's been connected with bad forever, you know? And it took Mm. my mom having to pretty much like sit me down and talk to me about it that I was like, oh, 
okay, this isn't so bad. Right, I mean, I right. will say though, that even to this day, I, I desperately, you know, I, I want to be in my heart. I want so badly to like, I don't know. I, I still think that I struggle in, in the way that I think about it. Like I just, hmm. and I've, I've heard this from other women too, that it's like in showing affection to your husband and love and intimacy, it becomes this like, I mean, we're women, so we are wired differently just in by nature. But at the same right. time, I think that they're, they're in, if you're taking purity culture to its most, you know, darkest form, that's like mm. not what it was intended to be probably. But if you're taking it to that form, then, you know, you're probably going to say there's going to be a lot of holding back in mm. the initial stages of your relationship. So if you're dating, you're going to say, okay, don't touch, don't look, don't, you know, pretty much just sit with a bunch of people and don't look at each other or, you know, I don't know, like maybe right. that's a serious exaggeration, but like, right. you know what I'm saying? So then how is that a good foundation for a marriage? Because marriage mm. is all about being close and looking at each other and talking and communicating. And, you know, I just think that it's become, you know, a very, very misinterpreted and negative thing that it wasn't supposed to be but Mm. I just really for me I actually heard recently just this beautiful term um an encouragement for women to love their husbands fearlessly and it's um I don't know it's been something that's been really in my mind now because it's just the the charge to basically love without holding back and so if you have the impulse to just run up and give your husband a big old hug and a huge kiss go for it. Like do it because that's exactly, you know, don't hold it back. What, what good is that going to do you? But that's Mm. exactly what I think if you're talking purity culture in it's, you know, darkest sense, that's, it makes sense that, you know, if you're starting from that vantage point, then your marriage is just going to be one of a lot of holding back, but that's not Mm. good. So. Right. Right. Anyway. It's good. Yeah. But anyways, um, let's see question number four um and this is just the last one that we kind of have on here but it is how can we as christian women encourage others who have been hurt by uh the overdoing of purity culture in churches or youth groups or other settings (laughs) or other settings those are the ones that i like thought of you know immediately but (laughs) yeah gosh um i think like if I was like sitting down with a 16 year old girl who maybe is in the throes of purity culture at her church and yet also wants to, you know, keep the appropriate boundaries, you know, that you should keep in dating because you're not married to the person. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like if like, I'm, cause I'm trying to picture, you know, some of the teenage girls I know. Um, but if I was to sit down with one of them, I feel like what I would first say that I feel like I didn't get from those books when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, um, mm-hmm. but that I did get kind of from my parents, my mentor, like the people in my life that were speaking wisdom into my life and cared about me, wanting to protect me from making bad decisions as much as they could, but obviously like knowing that God is the one who sustains and helps me and keeps me. Um, I think like, I would just kind of echo, I mean, I feel like my, my parents just, 
and you've, you know, talked about this um, here and there today as well, but just thinking about how precious you are to Mm. God, how much he cares about you um, or me, um, how much he cares about us and Mm. how, like you said, like he created sex to be a beautiful thing in marriage and mm-hmm. that again like you said like it's not always stress so there's one thing you know mm-hmm. just you don't have to be gross to say you know sex and marriage how, what god created is a mm-hmm. beautiful thing and is a good thing um so you know dispelling the grossness <laughs> but also exactly. just saying like you are precious to god i mean i remember one of my favorite 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 talks that matt chandler has given and as soon as I say the name, I think everyone will know what it is, but the Jesus wants mm. the rose talk or the portion yes. of his talk and just, yes. you know, um, like there are girls out there today and girls out there that read those books years ago who are now mm-hmm. you know, maybe married women, maybe single women, um, maybe even divorced women. I don't know, um, but yeah. had to wade through that stuff and then also maybe had a past or have had a really hard life that they didn't foresee um, and feel like, you know, if they enter a church space or youth group space or a space where, you know, again, there's that heavy emphasis of purity culture, like be pure, be pure. Like, I feel like, um, like, I just want to say like, you're precious to God, you know, no matter what, like, no matter what you're precious to God, no matter what Jesus wants you, um, Mm like no matter what. And so if you go from that vantage point, then you look at those boundaries and those rules, like the good part of purity culture, like where it started and you look at it and you say, yeah, those are good because God wants to protect me and he cares Mm -hmm. about me and he Mm -hmm. loves me and he wants the best for me, even if it doesn't feel like the best for me. Um, right me you know where I'm like "Mm, I don't think so like I really want to date that guy Mm," you know yeah (laughs) but like Mm -hmm. God cares and he's there and if you mess up if you've messed up and you feel like purity culture has further driven you from the church or from people um from Christians like I mean God's there (laughs) like he's he's there. And even if everyone in your life was like, Oh, that girl, she grew up in church, but then she rebelled because purity Mm -hmm. culture, or maybe like you didn't rebel, but you're kind of like, I don't know about that purity culture. Like, is it really good? Did it really have good rules? Like, like just Mm -hmm. no matter where you're at, like, I just want to say like, or I I would want to say to the girl sitting across from me and just all of you, just that you are precious, precious to God and Mm. he cares, you know? And I think like, there's so much like rules and regulations and this and that, and, you know, that I feel like yes. that the heart of purity culture, like that's really what it should be. Like, why do we want to, to stay pure before marriage or to protect um, our hearts, our bodies, um, mm. ultimately because God made them and God made us, right. and he wants the best for us and he wants us to glorify him in what we do with our bodies and our words yeah. and our, in our, um, hands and our, you know, like whatever. Um, yep. and so like, but again, like he died for you because he considers you precious. Yeah. And so like, I just think that if we can, you know, just 
it's so cliche and it's so cheesy, if you will, but it's so true, you know, that mm-hmm. God, God cares and he cares for you and he's there and yeah. you know, you're not too far gone for him. And like, you if know. you are like listening and you're like, oh my goodness, like purity culture, like literally hurt me to my core. Like, first yeah. of all, I'm really sorry. And mm-hmm. though we haven't felt probably the extent of, you know, what some of you might have felt, um, or maybe we have, I don't know, but like, mm-hmm. I say like, like we, we are sorry that you've had to wade through that and feel shame because of that. Um, mm-hmm. but ultimately like what my prayer would be just that, that wouldn't, that wouldn't detach you from how good God is and how much he cares for you and loves you and wants the best for you. Um, because yes. we can, we can detach that from purity culture. Like God yes. is not, God does not like equal purity culture, you know, like yeah, we can, you exactly. know, like, you can reject most of the badness uh, or the bad parts or the hard parts or whatever of purity culture and still look and say, God is good. And God brought me through Amen. that season of my life and mm. he will continue to sustain me. And he thinks that I'm precious and he loves exactly. me. Like what great. Oh like so good, good news of just hope and peace. Um, I pray that that can bring to you and has brought to mm. you um, and will continue to bring to you. So that's what I would say oh, what about you, man. That is so good. You, I mean, I've conversation. everything you said, <laughs> Oh, that was so good. So, so good. I honestly don't know if I have much to add to that. Honestly, if that is exactly what I would say too. It's just, it's just all about, it's, it's Jesus. Let's just put it down. Right. It's all about him. It's about him. And we live our lives for his glory. And again, if we think of him, who he is and who he was when he was here on earth, he wasn't hanging out with the people who had the perfect lives and, and everything, at least outwardly looked so perfect. He was hanging out with the people who messed up big time. And mm some of those people were women who were prostitutes Mm -hmm. and, you know, who had had super messy lives. And, and he, he saw right through that and, you know, claims them as his own. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter (laughs) who you are or where you're at or what you've done. doesn't matter. Um, We live in a, in a wonderful season of abundant grace and there is mm. enough for us all. So mm-hmm. mm. there you go. I mean, Good. that seems to be, that seems to be it. So, yeah, I think we can, um, we were just talking like we may, um, I don't want to promise anything just in case we decide not to do it, but I think we may like, um, you know, circle back on this, um in episodes to come and mm-hmm. um just because like again it is like we can't just like just because we're done today does not mean we've tied it up with a pretty bow so um exactly you know I think that there's obviously more conversation um that we can mm-hmm. have and ideally we'd also love to invite some guests on the podcast um in months yes. to come and um you know talk about their um their journey with purity culture or um growing up in the church or not growing up in the church or you know what have you Um, so very excited about just kind of the future of the podcast and um what god is already doing and yeah i mean i think that 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 is that's probably sufficient for um 
today today's candid conversation um i love it i think it's perfect <laughs> um we don't really have um unless you have any announcements for uh stable truths um on the website for this week um i don't think we have any announcements unless you have one do you have one i don't okay no so all right that's yeah so that's it's it like for we today. Went from, i know we went from a couple weeks of just like we have this we have that we have this we have that i know um and so now we're like you know <laughs> we don't really have much but it's good because it, it it's means, not a bad thing yeah it mm-hmm. means that um we'll have a couple weeks of i think less announcements but then also yes we have so many things in the works and um just so excited for the holiday season and just all the kind of ideas that we're throwing around and trying to figure out what we want exactly holidays to look like mm. at the dwelling. Um, yes. So I'm this, this, these next few months are going to be so fun um, mm. and exciting. Um, oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm just, it's okay. I guess if we don't have any. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, let me remind you again about um, join our email list every Monday morning. Mm-hmm. You'll get an email in your inbox um, with a little personal note from us um, with the link to right now. It's the new podcast episode every Monday. Um, and then just any news or links or anything that we want to let you know about that's coming up in the future for the website um, will be mm-hmm. um, all in that email. And um, so it's a great place to start and just make sure you don't miss anything. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just fun. Like it's a fun little yeah. email list Super. family. I feel like we have, so um, mm-hmm. you should join it. Um, join it. <laughs> and then of course our website, www.atthedwelling.com, Facebook, mm-hmm. facebook.com slash at the dwelling Instagram, Instagram.com slash at the dwelling. <laughs> um, yep. And then of course we have all our social links on our website. Um, but I think the main ones that we really push right now um, is the email um, on Monday. So join that. And then uh-huh. um, Facebook, Instagram, website, that's kind of where you're going to find all the things. Um, but if yeah. you are curious, like you can go back and read past devotionals on the website or go to our YouTube channel, check out um, the videos. We have blooper videos on there. We should make some more. Oh, like, yeah. We, we really, really need to make more because we it's have it. the best time together, but that's also it's the truth. 20, what are we at? 22 plus years of friendship now. So um, probably, yeah. Yeah, we, so we have fun. Crazy. We have lots of fun. <laughs> oh yeah, um, it's like a trademark. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, I think that I'll obviously put all the links, um, in the episode notes and stuff like that. So you can always find everything. Um, so you don't have to worry about scrambling to, you know, find a pen and paper, get on your phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that is all that we have. (laughs) I think think so. (laughs) I think Um, so. But yeah, just thanks again for thanks for joining us um week after week and it's been so exciting to hear mm. um all of you that are listening um if you're listening from um a different country or I'm trying to think like 
I almost said like a really cool state, but I know that everyone thinks their states are really cool. So I probably shouldn't say that. So just, <laughs> um, you should, you should comment, um, like when we post this on our Facebook, like where you're listing from or comment on the yes. website or something. Cause like, I just love Please. to know that it's those so kinds of things, fun. like so fun. So, yes. um, yeah, just always know that you can email us, you can contact us, you can send us prayer requests. Like we are here to be your always. online friends for sure. So um if you're like oh hey, yeah 100 percent. if I had this really great piece of cake I would like to send a picture of it to my friends Talitha and Elizabeth you should we appreciate it we like cake. we would love that we would we love would. to see your I'm, cake so do. like it would be great please the sky's the limit show us. honestly like show us whatever <laughs> don't hold uh, back <laughs> oh that's good that's good <laughs> see there you go there you go um but yeah thank thank you for joining us thank you for um just listening and reading and just supporting us here at the dwelling and um Mm. I guess we'll just we'll see you next time